Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Maybe some of you started, you did really good, you got into it. And you kind of got away from it. Go right back to it. Don't just listen to me or the other teaching pastors in this church. You have to have an experience firsthand with God. You see, when you're baptized in water, that's you. When you're saved, that's you. When you're baptized with the Spirit, that's you. When you praise God in the spiritual gifts privately at home and just allow that to happen, that's you. That's not somebody else. Doubt is seductive. It calls you to remember failures of the past, the impossibility of new things being achieved in your life, and the seeming distance of God. Why trust God? He's going to let you down, just like the letdowns by people in your life in the past. But God challenges you to just trust Him. As Pastor Mark will show in his teaching today with Joshua, just trust God. Believe that He's who He says He is. Believe that he keeps his word. Believe that you matter to him and that he wants to help you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Hebrews chapter 11 as he begins a new message, The Faith of Moses, Joshua, and Rahab. chapter 11, 24 through 29, give an amazing overview of the life of Moses, a life in which he lived every single step by faith. Oh, he took a couple missteps when he got on in his own, but by and large, obviously, Abraham is the father of faith. Remember, the whole book of Hebrews is written to a group of Jewish people. They really understood Abraham and Moses, and this is why the writer is alluding to these great men of the Old Testament. Now, we're going to cover all of the details that you see there in verses 24 through 29 when we go through Exodus, so I'm just going to bypass them because as we study the whole book of Exodus, we'll go into depth as we do that. But the book of Deuteronomy ends with a very interesting picture of Moses, and I just thought it was encouraging. It says this in Deuteronomy 34. There has never been another prophet in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. The Lord sent him to perform all the miraculous signs and wonders in the land of Egypt against Pharaoh, and all his servants in his entire land. With mighty power, Moses performed terrifying acts in the sight of all Israel. What a great synopsis 
of the life of Moses. When I thought about Moses and God looking down on this incredible man, I came across this statement and I thought it was good. Faith puts a smile on the face of God. Let me ask you, when God looks at your life, is there a frown or a smile? If you're a person of faith, there's a smile. Why? Because faith pleases our Lord. Now, when you look at the life of Moses, there was a man who was an understudy, an associate pastor, if you will, for Moses. The man's name was Joshua. He learned to be submitted to Moses. He learned not to try and push his way into the top leadership position. Joshua was comfortable in second place. That's a huge principle. If you've ever played in an orchestra, being the second trumpet or the second violin, well, if you're comfortable there, you'll be very useful. If you're not, there won't be much unity in the band. You see, he was comfortable being an understudy, being an associate, an associate pastor. That's where God had him. And he had been watching all those years Moses and Moses' faith, the reaction to situations. Exodus 17, and Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and Ur went to the top of the hill. You see, Joshua was watching. He was looking at the life of Moses. Second, in verse Exodus 24, verse 13, it said, Then Moses set out with Joshua his aid, and Moses went up on the mountain of God. One of the things that I think is very healthy about this church, there's many, but one of the things are the young men and the young women that are in leadership in this church. Specifically, we have so many young pastors who have gone through the school of ministry. Pastor Dave's getting ready to start another one. We have so many of you here that have gone through the school of leadership Some of you are in it right now. And I just want to challenge you, if you're a young pastor or young leader, young woman, and God has gifted you in that area of leadership, make sure you're watching the older pastors and the older elders in this church. Now, you know that we're not perfect. Moses wasn't perfect. But keep your eye on these men and these women. Are you trying to learn from their leadership? You ladies that serve under 
the women's ministry, Debbie and that great ministry. Are you keeping your eye on Debbie? Those of you that are serving as ushers and greeters, are you keeping your eye on the people that are over you? Are you looking to see how they serve? You see, if you're in leadership, you're to be a role model. And hopefully you're not just looking at me, but you're looking at the other pastors, all the wonderful elders we have here. Keep your eye on them. Learn from them. There's plenty to be seen. That's exactly what Joshua did. And where is his faith going to come from? Well, from all those years watching what happened. I spoke to the young guys today, and we have a pastoral staff meeting. I spoke to all the guys today. And I said to them, you are too young to understand. When you see God in the last 16 years do what he's done here, and we start this video campus in Vieira, and it becomes one of the largest churches in Brevard County in a year, you may never see that again where God has you. You could be placed in a place where there's only a few people come to the Lord. You just have to be faithful there. We never know where God's going to have us. But enjoy what you have here. Watch what God's doing. And I want to challenge you. You're in a place where God's spirit is moving. This is not a dead church. This is a church where hundreds of people's lives are being changed routinely. Don't become callous to that. Enjoy it. Thank God for it. Bless him and be excited about it. I have a paper in my wall at home. I look at it quite often. It says this. Look around you. Be careful that you are not the only one in the room with all the answers. Number two, get around other Christ followers that know more than you. In other words, I ought to be able to be learning from everybody. Number three, get around other Christ followers that are different than you. I don't like that. I want them to be like me. Thank God they're not all like me. And number four, you know this scripture. This is what this is all about. Iron sharpens iron. Don't be dull. Be open to learn from others. We're a family here. We're a team here. Now, write this down, if you will. The faith of a leader inspires faith in the people. Hebrews 11.30. By faith... The walls of Jericho fell, period. Is there anything else in verse 30? Or is that it? Was that it? Was it these words, by faith the walls of Jericho fell, period? No. What's the next word? After. After. You see... By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. You're going to see this twice in the teaching, but it's good you write it down now. Faith, real faith, 
is proved by obedience. See, the walls just didn't fall down. The walls fell down after the people obeyed God. Now, God could have had the walls fall down without even telling the people the walls are going to fall down. But in this particular case, he worked with people, the faith of the people. After crossing the Jordan River, you remember the Israelites began to conquer Canaan as God instructed. The walls of Jericho were the first military objective as they crossed the river. Now, as they saw these walls, human reason to them would have said, Walls, sealed gates, impossible. The only way this is going to happen is with a superior army. But God had another plan. As Joshua looked at these walls one day, he decided he better get alone with God, pray and meditate. So on his own as a leader... He went out into the darkness one night and got close to the city walls to view the wall themselves, to hear from God. Turn, if you will, in your Old Testament to Joshua chapter 5. Go down to verse 13. As Joshua goes out in the dark, you can imagine he's incredibly startled When we see Joshua 5, verse 13, it says this, Now when Joshua was near Jericho, or in other words, near the walls of Jericho, he looked up and he saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. You can imagine his heart going, Man, what's happening? Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, the man replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Joshua immediately, when he's there, is faced with a man in full battle dress, sword in hand. He confronts him. He doesn't get an answer. Remember, Joshua is a shepherd. He's a protector of the people. Shepherds are to watch out for the people. That's why he's there. He's trying to say, God, how are we going to do what we need to do here? How is it going to happen? So the man doesn't answer the question, but he states who he is. And by that identification, Joshua has no questions left. He is the commander, the chief of the Lord's army. Most commentators, Bible scholars, believe this is a theophany pre-incarnate visit from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. This was not an angel. This was God. As I was studying, I came across an interesting commentator. We don't study them too much. His name is Origin of Alexander. He lived in 185 to 254 AD. Was that before anybody's birth here? 185. As I was reading this, he was really known as an incredible Christian scholar, theologian, 
One of the most distinguished that we would call in those days, of course, the early fathers of the Christian church. Well, think about this. He didn't have computers. He didn't have all kinds of commentaries. He had the word of God. And he wrote in his commentary about this passage. Here's what he wrote. Joshua knew, I quote, not only that he was of God, but that he was God. For he would not have worshipped him had he not recognized him to be God. Isn't that beautiful? When I read that, I thought, isn't it amazing? Back in, let's say, 220 A.D., 2,000 years ago, here's somebody reading the scripture, doesn't have all these things, but the Holy Spirit had already guided him to a principle that we know Origen was right. We never bow down to angels. Angels aren't to be worshipped. Joshua bowed down to this man. He wasn't just an angel. He was an angel of the Lord. And see, that's doctrine that comes back 2,000 years ago. Solid, right on. Well, who taught origin of Alexander that? The Holy Spirit. The principles of the Word of God. Solid, true. Say, well, that... Pastor Mark, I'm glad you're excited. That doesn't mean much to me. It should. These are the early church fathers. This is where we got. These are the people that decided what went into our Bible. Remember, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. To me, that was a beautiful thing. Now look at Joshua 5, verse 14. Neither he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and ask him, what message does my Lord have for his servant? Isn't that a beautiful picture? Notice how Joshua fell face down in honor, not back like we see a lot, face down in honor. And he said to God in the very presence of God, I'm your servant, what would you like me to do? I mean, that's why he had gone out. He went out to hear from God. Well, the commander of the Lord's army replied, here's what I want you to do. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. So Joshua got up, took off his sandals. Now, this is a picture, a picture of leadership that's a beautiful picture. It's a picture of submission. Who was the leader here? Well, Joshua was the leader. But who is the real leader? God. Don't ever forget it. I don't care what your title is. There's only one God. And when God says, take your shoes off, take your shoes off. Amen? And for those, again, that, that are young and working through leadership, Here are two powerful twins if you want to be a successful leader. Humility and submission. And I'm sorry to say, sometimes today we don't see that in leadership. Now, I have to believe when Joshua's taking his sandals off, who's he thinking about? Who is he an understudy of? Moses, let your brain do a little walking through the yellow pages now. Does this sound anything like 
Moses went through. Remember the burning bush? What did God say to Moses? Take them same sandals off. You're on holy ground. Do you ever believe that Moses told Joshua that story? Oh, I believe he did. And so, man, Joshua's got to be going, wow, this is firsthand. I didn't have to just take Moses' thing. This is God speaking to me. And so he's going to learn something firsthand from God. Now, let me say something to you. It's very important that we learn from others. Children learn from their parents. We learn from other leaders. I learn from lots of people. But you cannot bypass learning from God himself. You must not bypass it. And where do you learn that? If I had my two chairs up here, anybody remember? Come apart or come apart. Where do you learn to hear from God? Right there. And Joshua went to figure out what God was going to do. God said, you want to know? I'm going to tell you. That's a beautiful picture. Maybe some of you started, you did really good, you got into it, and you kind of got away from it. Go right back to it. Don't just listen to me or the other teaching pastors in this church. You have to have an experience firsthand with God. You see, when you're baptized in water, that's you. When you're saved, that's you. When you're baptized with the Spirit, that's you. When you praise God in the spiritual gifts privately at home and just allow that to happen, that's you. That's not somebody else. This is firsthand. What is he learning? Well, I know he learned this. God is holy. He's not. He didn't tell, leave your shoes on. He said, take your shoes off. You're standing on holy ground. Joshua, go to chapter 6, verse 2. You're right there. Then the Lord said to Joshua, You want to know what's going to happen? See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. Next thing to write is this. By faith, we know the battle is the Lord's. You see, Joshua knows who's in control. God was going to fight for them. To be honest, the battle's already over. It's done. It's finished. And yet, Joshua and the people have to do their part. The walls are already on the way to come down. God said, it's going to happen. It's over. It's finished. battle's all mine. But before that happens... You have to believe me enough to obey me. Joshua, I'm sure, could have never guessed this plan. We've never seen it before and never seen it since. Verse 3, march around the city once with all the armed men. Do it for six days. Have priests carry trumpets of ram's arms in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them, sound the long blast on the trumpets. Have all the people give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the people will go up, every man straight on in. Do you understand God's ways are not our ways? You read that, you got to go, huh? I'm thinking Joshua's going, what in the, who came up with that? 
One of the things you learned today in Pastor Mark's teaching is that there's no way to grow in your relationship with Jesus going it alone. You found out that Joshua got where he did by paying attention to his mentor, Moses. He learned what hearing from God looked like so that he could recognize it in his own life. You need to find someone to do the same for you. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching the faith of Moses, Joshua, and Rahab. You'll find out how he handled it when he was faced with a huge challenge to trust God. You'll learn how to begin making steps in your own life to hear what God wants to do through you. Pastor Mark will show you that this is the normal way for Christ followers to live. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through the book of Hebrews. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting